What's going on, everybody? Josh here from the Rising Action Podcast. In this episode, Grayson and I talk about some non-traditional comic book movies and dive deep into what separates them from traditional comic book movies like ones you'll see from Marvel and DC, and also what makes them unique to themselves and how there's a lot of movies out there that are really difficult to pinpoint as comic book movies. All of that and more is coming up next, so now I'm going to shut up and get into it with Grayson. Rising action. Rising action. Right, so we should be good to go. I believe so. I just want my phone call. What do we actually know? Rising action podcast. Execute order. Uh, rising action. <laughs> Maybe you should make that the opening. <laughs> I, I might do that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Rising Action Podcast. There you go. My name is Josh. I'm one of your lovely hosts over there interjecting when he shouldn't. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Is Grayson. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Glad to be here. It's been a Not on the Comic Blast podcast, but yes, on Rising not. Action. There's already like eight bloopers for the beginning of this episode, so um, I hope you enjoyed the beginning because we did. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm actually really excited to record. It gives me a nice kind of mental break, even though weirdly it, should, it shouldn't. But the fact of the matter is I've been working a lot. Um, or not working a lot. I've been at school a lot. A lot's been happening in general. Um, so I'm just, I'm just happy to be here to talk about storytelling and movies and all that fun jazz with my good friend, Mr. Josh Johnson. It's going to be... A great episode. I'm very excited. Uh, Before we get into it, let's knock out the boring, mundane, housekeeping items that nobody likes. Uh, You can can follow us on Instagram at risingaction underscore. I didn't post anything last week, so sorry about that. But, uh, you know, going forward, there'll be things on there. You can DM us, talk to us about our crazy hot takes and, and, you know, all that fun stuff on there. Uh, you can follow me on my personal social medias at Josh Johnson 98 with two N's on Instagram and Josh underscore J 98 on Twitter and Letterboxd where I rate and review movies. And if you're really nerdy and really like me, you can, you know, go check them out and, and see what that. I watch. Where can they find you, Grayson? Oh, you can find me on a couple of different places. Uh, first and foremost, I do another podcast, which Josh is... Uh, well, I guess I guess he's a part of it now, really. Um, so we both do another podcast, um, and that would be the Comic Blast podcast. Um, you can find that on wherever you're listening this to, uh, as well as on Instagram at Comic Blast underscore. Um, but me personally, you can find me at Straits Theory on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd because I'm also a film nerd, and I every time I watch a new movie, I'm like, hmm, yes, I must give this either a three or a four or a five or somewhere in between, and say a few words, but not too many words. Just enough words that it's funny and succinct, but not enough words that it takes time. Exactly. It's like film tweeting. But it, uh, yeah, it is. Because I don't, I used to be like, oh, this needs to be like a journal. Like I need to write out my every thought. And then I was like, no, forget this. I'm like, uh, X-Men 2, uh, Hugh Jackman's pretty hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> The last I time know. I wrote out a long paragraph was for, uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and it was out of disappointment. So anyway, uh, let's get on to some happy news. 
we're gonna we're gonna kick off this episode with a fun little segment that was born out of a conversation I had with uh, a friend the other day. Okay. And yes. It was essentially me explaining to him an irrational love that I have in movies that makes absolutely no sense at all out of context or even in context. It just makes yes. no sense. And and uh, while I was telling him about this thing in movies that I love, he knew about this podcast. He listens to Rising Action. He knows, you know, I'm kind of a film junkie. And he was looking at me like with two big bug eyes because he was like i can't what is going on i can't take you seriously this makes no sense so yes, to start please, the episode yeah, i want to spill i want you to spill this because i need like a template here to understand because i'm i'm personally i'm not sure where with this question i uh i fit in yet. yeah so <clears throat> i i like a lot of movies um but this. there's one thing that i love in a movie that the movie can be absolutely terrible. And I'm going to list a couple examples of movies that are not that good. That I would not ever rate very highly. But I personally enjoy them because of one singular thing. And that thing is a thing of two parts. Um, both of them have Samuel L. Jackson in common. Uh, the first thing is that Samuel L. Jackson needs to shoot somebody with a machine gun. And the second thing is he needs to say mf -er probably 15 times. Yeah. And if he does those two things in the movie, I will enjoy the movie. So a couple examples. Hitman's Bodyguard. Movie is very average. But Samuel Jackson drops about 800 MFers and shoots a whole bunch of people and laughs like a maniac the whole time. And the entire movie, I'm sitting there like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm laughing really hard. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in there. He's pretty funny too. But Samuel Jackson... I, I just want to, like, he just says it in a way that I want him to deliver my eulogy and start it off with, I, I, I can't say it, but, like, I, I want to I mean, I don't it. blame you. Like, I don't feel like that's very, I, to me, maybe, that that doesn't seem very irrational. I think that's a perfectly rational choice. That's a very <laughs> See, entertaining thing. This guy I, was looking at me like, dude, come on. And I was like, I was telling him, snakes on a plane. I enjoy snakes on a plane. because That movie's not, not movie. good. I enjoy Snakes on a Plane. I enjoy uh, Pulp Fiction. That is a good movie. But I enjoy Pulp Fiction. I enjoy Hitman's Bodyguard. I enjoy Kong. You know how bad of a movie Kong was? And Kong I enjoy Skull it. Island? Yes. That was a bad movie? Yeah, it wasn't good. Interesting. I've heard. At least the part of me that was rational was like, this movie stinks. But the <laughs> okay. irrational part of me that liked Samuel L. Jackson dropping F-bombs and shooting people was having so much fun. Yeah. Uh, literally, Samuel Jackson in Vietnam, a dude who's 56 bajillion years old, dressed up to look like he's 25, you know, and shooting people, smoking a cigar, yeah. dropping F-bombs. I was like, oh, this is great. Why is why did this not happen sooner? It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my irrational love in movies. I really okay. like Samuel Jackson dropping F-bombs, shooting people. Occasion if you throw in a cigar, it's like a little cherry on top. It's the candles on top of the cake. Okay, so I don't know if this is necessarily ir irrational or not, but I feel like this definitely has something to do with my love of, of like a movie can be bad or even below average. But even then, like I think all of the references I'm thinking of are pretty solid movies or shows. But I think I, I was teetering between two, and I'll say both of them anyway. But the first one that I think of is. 
The movie could be trash or average or whatever, but if there is a really, really cool action scene in a hallway where one character specifically, only one character, not multiple characters, just one, is kicking the crap out of people or killing people or whatever, I'm in. And I think the first thing that came to mind, which I love this movie anyway, but this is my favorite scene in the whole movie, is The Invisible Man. The most recent one. The scene where he... At the end? Towards like the the latter end, spoilers for The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man goes down that hallway and just completely obliterates these guards and for this uh like sanitarium. oh okay that that scene okay yeah i was thinking he, of another hallway scene where he kicks the crap out of people that one's good too i know what you're talking about but the, i'm thinking of this one where like it's straight up like an action scene yeah and it feels like a super villain like going through a hallway that was good stuff. oh i just thought of like one of the the word like one of the examples that makes like that is the pinnacle of this so i'll give some other good examples before i get to it so another scene rogue one darth vader hallway scene incredible oh yeah Daredevil, anything, Daredevil season one and two, both have hallway fight scenes with Daredevil, but in the second season of Daredevil, Punisher has a fight scene that is freaking insane, he is just stabbing all these prisoners, he is covered in blood by the end of it, and it is amazing. It's lovely. Um, what about the, when he chucks those dumbbells into that dude's face and it's that, like that oh was in Punisher season two and I yeah, never was, finished that so what? I don't I never got to that part yeah I, oh dude he literally beats a dude up because he throws a plate into his face and I was like <laughs> like this is so cool anyway yeah yeah I need I need to finish it <laughs> I, just, I, I, I saw the fight scene I know what you're talking about I was just like I was just thinking but probably the sorry an update available just popped up on my screen and blew out my eardrums and my headphones but <laughs> i digress the worst example that i can think of which i the hallway scene is sick but this movie is trash and that is fan four stick there what? is a there is a scene in the end of fan four stick where dr doom goes down a hallway in this science lab and is just killing everyone and it's like i that scene is so sick to me like what is that movie fan four stick the fan Fast, the Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, like the, it, the new one with Michael B. Jordan that was yeah, Fan Four Stick. The four is an A for oh, like, it, it's Fan Four Stick. That's literally how the logo is. So that's what we call it. There's Fantastic Four, <laughs> Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, and Fan Four Stick. I'm not kidding. That's what people call it. Oh my! Came out. God. I thought that was like the actual name of a movie, and I was like, "Who? What kind of?" No, it's the Fantastic Four, but they use the four as another A. Okay, I thought I had a stroke or something, and you just said a word, and I just didn't. They pick use up on the it. four as like the the uh, T and the A in Fantastic, so it's yeah. Fan Four Stick. Anyway, there's That's, your there's you your learn, little, you learn new things every day. Yeah, there you go, guys. If you didn't know. But yeah, there's a scene in that where a, a, he is just killing all these guys, going down a hallway, and it's sick. So there's my really random thing. If you're going down a hallway and you're killing a lot of people in a really cool way or beating them up or knocking them unconscious, whatever, I'm in. All right, that movie can suck, but if that scene is good, you got me. John Wick is probably one of the greatest examples because he's going down hallways left and right killing guys. Uh, yeah. So, But those are good movies. So. Have you seen The Raid? Because they have one of the coolest no, hallway fight no, scenes ever. No, but I, I want to. Another thing is old or uh, old boy. 
I think. Uh, yes. Which are, have these really good hallway fight scenes. Yes. Um, yeah, man. Hallway fight scenes are, like, that's my thing. I love Do you them. have a love, a thing in movies that you love that is, like, supremely stupid that if you told other people they would think less of you? Um, if it's like a really, I don't know if this is really stupid, but if a movie has a really cool sound effect that I like, like the, the screaming guy from Star Wars that gets used in every movie, the scream. Oh, you're talking about the Wilhelm scream. The Wilhelm scream. Oh, I do like that. That's a good one. (laughs) I was thinking of something like, like attack of the clones. Probably my favorite thing about that entire movie, other than like Anakin killing the sand people. Um, (laughs) Just, you just yeah, like demented thing. things. <laughs> I do like that. No, it's it's the sonic, uh, it's the sonic bomb that comes out of the slave one when he's fighting Obi Wan, and it goes, you know, like that, and it sounds so cool. <laughs> and like the Transformers movies have like really cool sound effects. They're not good movies, but they have That's true. really cool sound effects. The like, uh, what's the good guys? The I almost want to say Octonauts. I know that's not it because my little seven-year-old brother watches a show called Octonauts. And what are well, they called? I don't even know what you're trying to get to. Decepticons? The group? No, those are the bad guys. Autobots. Autobots. Octonauts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead, dude. I'm dead. Oh, I, I don't know if there's one that's like really stupid, but I mean, those are like those are things that I I find like are kind of. So like, what we've learned is Josh is a simpleton, and Grayson, uh, the inside of your head would give people nightmares. I do like movies with killing. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I just like Samuel L. Jackson but dropping okay, the F-bomb. But it's interesting, right? <laughs> if you compare it to something like... So if I compare like the John Wick movies to like Joker... John Wick movies, I'm like, yes, because this is just like, this is so mindless and like, it's not, but like, it's not going to, it doesn't make me want to go out and kill people, but like something like the Joker, he kills a couple of people and those things I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I don't That's like true. how he's killing these people. There, that, yes. The way he kills people in that movie is super uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like really gross because you know, I don't know. Like, why is that different? That's a very think, good point. I think it's the the way, I think that's just the how um like what the killing means to the story it's yeah much it's, higher it's very stakes. significant whereas john wick is literally a franchise about him killing as many people as possible in the most awesome ways yeah that's very true and i mean it's clearly it works because you got my ticket you got my blu-ray copy like <laughs> anyway i don't i maybe i'll come back to this i'll think over it at some point i feel like it like a couple days i'm gonna be like dude i got it yeah, but. you're gonna you're gonna text me in a couple of days, and you're gonna send me something that just makes like no sense why you enjoy oh, this thing, but you enjoy I, it. So you know, it'll be like there. It'll like. be there for sure. So uh, let's get into the main topic of this episode. I almost mm-hmm. channeled, channeled uh, John Kempe there. And main topic number one is <laughs> anyways. Uh, so the main topic. Oh God, the main topic of this episode is we kind of wanted to talk about comic book comic book movies that are not mainstream like Marvel not, DC not your comic traditional book comic book movies Martin Scorsese not your Marvel and DC's no 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 you think those are roller coasters we are talking about the C list uh, comic book movies we're we're talking your your Snowpiercers your Dread 
your Atomic Blonde, your Red, uh, your Kingsman: The Secret Service. Those those comic book movies. Does uh, the Sin TV City. show Does the TV show The Boys qualify? It's not even based on a comic book, but it's intentionally yes. homage to comic I, books. I it is based on a comic book. There is a oh, it is? The Boys comic book, but it oh, is beautiful. What about Extraction? Not, that's based on a comic book. Yeah, that counts. The, anything like the graphic novels, whatever. V, uh, v for Vendetta is technically it is, D, kind, DC, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. It's like a. It's not like DC. It's see. That's a movie that I would V for Vendetta. Um, I wouldn't consider it like a mainstream um, comic book movie. So basically, if it's not like this widely regarded thing, it's under the parameters, you know. But you're. Your Marvel and your DC and even like your Watchmen, I would say, are pretty high tier in terms of like uh, comic book movies. Yeah, three hundred would somewhat count as a like because it's not a super well known, you know. Um, so it doesn't mean like it, it can be ma- the comic could have been made by DC, but these movies yeah. clearly are like they're made to be more stylistic. Like that's why I mentioned Sin City, for example. Um, which is yeah, they're like, obviously I, much different than your mainstream comic book franchises, but they're it has also a, they have a lot of flavor and yeah. like it's just they're a lot richer in their uh, and how they're made. Um, and the, what, what inspired me to bring up this topic is because I, um, which I'll get a little bit into this. Uh, I'll go ahead and jump the gun until we get to uh, these uh, worlds we've been exploring. But I recently watched Atomic Blonde. And I loved that movie because it was, it's based on a comic book, uh, The Coldest City. And it was a movie that I'm like, this has so much style and uh, yeah. flair to it that makes it really stand out among other, like a traditional comic book movie. Like, and you know, you know me. I love my Marvel, I love my DC, I love yep. my Batman, my Spider Man, my Superman, my Iron Man, all that stuff. Um, if you're comparing like Atomic Blonde to, let's say, um, I don't know, like four, you know, like that, those, those movies, while I, I enjoy them both, I would say Atomic Blonde is way more creative because of the, the direction behind it. And so I kind of want to just have an episode of us just kind of talking about what makes those movies... Uh, so much more appealing to maybe not general audiences, but to, you know, maybe more appealing to people like Martin Scorsese. I feel like he <laughs> probably likes those movies more than he likes Captain America or yeah. Iron Man or uh, Batman versus Superman, you know? Yeah. I think, like, <clears throat> right off the rip, a lot of the movies you mentioned, they do have the underlying uh, commonality that they're based on comic books, but that's pretty much where the... Uh, the common threads end because mm-hmm. at that point they break off and they're all very, very, very different. Um, <clears throat> you take a show like the boys, which feels a lot more like a, uh, it's, it's unique to itself. I can't even it's, really compare it. It's to anything so else. different. It's so yeah. different. And then you take a, a movie like extraction a movie like Snowpiercer, V for vendetta. Each one of those movies is very different from the other. And unless you knew it was based on a comic book, perhaps you could say V for Vendetta. And see, that's probably that's, 
that's why I kind of was a little loose with V for Vendetta because a lot of people know it's a graphic novel strictly yeah. because we analyze it in a lot of English classes and whatnot. But that's just because it's so profound. But anyway. Right. But even still, like just based on the filmmaking, like if you were to just watch the movie and guess, okay, like if uh, we threw in one movie that was not a comic book movie, right? And it was a secret and it was a blind reveal. And you had all these movies based on comic books and then one movie that wasn't. I don't know that you'd be able to pick from this list which one wasn't the comic book movie because they're all very different and not all of them look and feel like a comic book movie. Like, but, you take Extraction, for example, I would have never guessed in a million years if I no. hadn't known that that was that, based on a comic book. And that's what stands out about all of these is that they they feel more like, you know, they're not trying to just take these characters and put them into a movie. They feel like actual films in terms of um, the direction that they want with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of my favorites, uh, although not my favorite out of the ones that I mentioned, but one of my favorites is the King Kingsman, the secret service, which yeah. uh, I think is a great movie and it's so stylized. I believe Matthew Vaughn did that movie. Correct. Yep. Yep. And you know, he was, he got big for doing X-Men first class. Yep. Um, but that movie, oh man, it's just, it's so over the top. This like the fight scenes and the cinematography and everything about it. It's like, it fe- it does feel like a comic book, but it's also just such a unique movie, um, and right. that's what makes it really stand out. Um, you know, you have the, these these just awesome fight scenes where the camera is kind of zooming in and out and whirling they got around. The camera robots, which are really yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and so I would say, like, the concept of it is very comic booky, but it, it you know they don't feel like a traditional Marvel or DC movie. Yeah, like once you, uh, once you see one of the villains has like razor blades for legs. Or That's whatever, what I was about to say. It was yeah. like okay, I mean, and then the second if this one like isn't the, based on a comic book. Some like dude on shrooms came up with this, you know? Yeah, like it's just weird. Yeah, the second one. Um, the second one gets so goofy. Like, yeah, the dude gets thrown into a meat grinder. Yeah, <laughs> but but it was in such a I don't know goofy kind of way. Like that. Yeah, just the I mean, robot that thing dogs. happens in like mobster. Yes, like. It's very over the top, you know. Yeah. The one, the the main villain of the second one, she has like her own little utopia city that's like the '60s, you the, know, like the '60s or '50s or something like that. Something yeah. like that. And it's so weird, but yeah, it's really cool because it is so unique and stylized. Um, um, but one thing, do what? Oh no, go ahead. Uh, a lot of the movies have like stylized action. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be where you can all of sort them of do. see some, all of them do. Mm-hmm. And they're not all the same in that they're all stylized. Like they're all very different. When um, I mean stylized, they each have their own style of action. Like atomic blonde is a lot different than dread and dreads a lot different than, than red and snow is a lot different than Kingsman. Like, and Kingsman's a lot different than sin city. Like all yeah. of those, even V for vendetta, like, each of them, their action, completely different. But action is such a big part of comic books. And yep. you really, 300, oh man, that one has really that unique movie, action scenes. Yeah, that movie is known for action and one-liners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Sparta. Cake town. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I believe you were, you were saying something. I was. Uh, 
So yeah, all the action is very unique and stylized in a way that, you know, some of them harken back to comic books. Like Sin City is very obviously, I mean, you can tell, like. That's probably the most obvious one. It's so obvious. I would say uh, Sin City and then probably V for Vendetta slash Kingsman kind of are in that, like, yeah, I mean, they're. See, V for Vendetta to me doesn't feel like an adaptation of a graphic novel. That feels very much like, oh yeah, this was just, you know, if I, you didn't tell me there was a graphic novel i would have believed it was it started out as a movie see i would believe it but at the same time a lot of the concept feels very comic booky to me um like the story setup doesn't feel like something that isn't from a comic book if that makes any mm-hmm. sense um but then also just kind of the the character is very polarizing v is the guy fox mask I don't know. Like the whole combination, it, it yeah. looks so good. But like the whole combination just seems like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see how that was from a comic book. Yeah. And then when somebody tells you it was based on a comic book, it was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But somebody yeah. tells me Snowpiercer is based on a comic book. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah. This just feels like an original film, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I think I, what. It- I, so I'll ask you the question: What is your favorite non-traditional um, comic book movie? What is the one that like stands out to you the most? Oh, I have my pick, but I want to reserve it. Why don't you go? I don't know. Okay. I really don't Maybe know. Simmer on it. So my yeah. favorite, um, which I sadly don't own, but I think the 4K came out recently, and I need to grab that ASAP. My favorite is Dread, the one that came out in 2012 with Carl See, I Urban. Didn't like that movie. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How? How did you I, not like that movie? See, okay, this is this is the illumination in Grayson's psyche because we just were told Grayson loves things that are gross. So, I do love, I love of course, killer. Dread would be his favorite movie because that movie is gross. Yeah, it's pretty violent, I, and I love I it. Think, <laughs> God, I think, what's wrong with me? I think I didn't like it because it was so violent. Like, I love, I shouldn't say that. I enjoy great action set pieces and awesome violence. But I remember watching that being like, oh, my God, you know, like, this is insanity. Um, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like, the worst thing is, like, some guy gets shot through the cheek. Like, that's not... Yeah, I probably need to rewatch it because it's been a while since I've seen it. I watched it, it last year, and it was uh, for the first time, and I was like, I'm so upset that I have not seen this sooner. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, it's very gritty, very cyberpunk. And like, yeah. I love that Dread is this, you know, morally ambiguous cop, yep. macho man. Carl Urban does such a great job. Like, what an actor. He's so good with those characters. Yeah, yeah. And I just like. I like it. I'm a big fan of the cyberpunk genre anyway. Like, yeah. I feel like Dread, you could just plop it right into Blade Runner and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mine might be uh, V for Vendetta. Um, Cannot blame you. I like that movie a lot. That's the only movie of these movies we're talking about that I own personally. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that says something about it or not, but... I don't know. I, the, I just thought of one that I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, <laughs> this actually is kind of a zinger. Um, pardon me while I do some research. If you can't tell, this episode is very much not uh, super organized, and that's totally fine. Um, I, I think 
Okay, maybe maybe not. I thought for a second that Django Unchained was based on a comic book. Oh man. If that was based on a comic book, it would probably be my favorite non-traditional comic book movie. I am going to double check. Um, there is a Django Unchained comic book, but I don't know if this is the first one, so I cannot affirm. Ooh, wait, no, there's a lot of Django comic books actually. <laughs> are they based on the movie, or are they like that's, before? That's what I don't know. Um, oh, Frank Quitely did the art. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I believe they came out after the fact, after the movie. Um, That's a bummer. I know that, um, you know, inevitably they're going to do a Django and Mask of Zorro crossover movie, which is going to be what? sick. Did you not know about that? No. They're doing Django and Mask of Zorro? Yeah. How is that going to work? Zorro and Django? I don't know. I want to see it right now, though, man. <laughs> I want to see like, it. I need it right now. Are we talking like... Antonio See, if that Banderas? doesn't feel like a comic book, like, I don't yeah, know. I don't is. know. What'd you say, though? Are we talking like Antonio Banderas? I don't know who would, who's playing it, but I believe Quentin Tarantino wants to produce a movie where, yeah, yeah there's a, wait, they crossed over in the comics, right? I'm looking at the picture right here. What the heck? Yeah. Django slash Zorro, the comic book. Yeah. That so is a com- the most random thing I think I've ever heard. But I would enjoy that if that were yeah. a movie. I, I would like it. Yeah, there's an actual comic of it, and it looks sick. Anyway. Um, That's wild. But yeah, I think I really like the the trend of adapting lesser-known comics. Um, I think, it first of all, it sheds a light on those comics. I, I mean, and it's happening a lot more often now. Uh, we see the Umbrella Academy. Um, yeah. We're seeing Neil Ga- uh, Gaiman's Sandman. Sandman. Yep. He's which that's DC, but like, come on, like that's uh, very obscure and not really connected to most of the overlying DC universe, you know. And a lot of people would say that's Neil Gaiman's best work, which is right. I mean, but if if you don't point. know who Neil Gaiman is, um, you you got to step up the game because he <laughs> is incredible. An yeah. incredible author. Um, yeah, he wrote the Sandman comic book. He wrote... <clears throat> what else has he written? He just released a book called uh, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, I believe. Really? Okay. A couple I years ago. It's Neil. super good. It's like a horror... Uh, not really horror. It's kind of more of a suspense novel. So super Neil Gaiman stuff. is up there with like Alan Moore and Frank yeah. Miller and Grant Morrison. like All those really big comic book writers. Um, and comic wrote- books aren't even like his calling card no but he, he's he got a very mixed bag but he's i mean his comics have been he did good omens which just got an adaptation on prime this mm-hmm. past year um Coraline, that's a big one yep um yeah quite quite a bit of stuff um but and his voice is mesmerizing if you listen to him read <laughs> some of his own work it's incredible like it'll put like i could listen to that as a relaxed app and go to sleep wow his voice yeah. is so good like you'll need you'll need to look up him reading his own work on YouTube after this episode. You're gonna be like, dude, why didn't you tell me this about or tell me about this before? <laughs> um, so so I have a question for you regarding you know we talk about how these these movies are a lot different in their craft compared to a MCU movie or yeah. a DC movie. Um, so my question is, which do you which if you had to choose one or the other, which do you prefer? Or do you have Ooh. some like in terms compare, of like just compares movies? and contrasts? Like I don't know, you know. 
Yeah, so... Ugh. It's hard to compare some of these movies to others and then kind of lump them together and compare them to traditional comic book movies. Um, there are versions... Or not versions. There, Some of these movies are much, much better than Marvel slash DC movies. And some Absolutely. of them are kind of on the same playing field, and some of them I think are worse. So we'll have to kind of go in the different levels of them. I think <clears throat> movies like Sin City, I don't personally enjoy that movie. but I've I also, never seen it because it doesn't appeal to me, but I know yeah, much about it. It's a taste thing. Like You just have to enjoy that kind of movie. Um, I didn't enjoy the whole noir thing. I, I got like that was the total point. Um, I just didn't love it that much, but I don't know. Um, so for me, that movie was kind of, yeah, it was all right. It mm-hmm. literally was just looking at it. I was like, man, why can't this be a little bit not so dramatic? Uh, so, yeah, I would say Sin City for me, more subjectively, was not as good as like. Not not to cut you off here, but I just realized one that, um, that uh, which uh, Sin City, yeah, I, I agree with you on all of that. Um, but I just thought <laughs> of um, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, lived out based, of Yes, that is based on a comic book, which I actually completely forgot about. That's a really good movie. Also, Men in Black, Scott Pilgrim okay. vs. the World. Oh, wow. That's, that, yeah, Old that Boy is that actually, we mentioned earlier, based on a comic book. Okay. The Rocketeer. We already mentioned 300 and Snowpiercer uh, yep. and Kingsman. And then Hellboy. The Hellboy movies. Okay. That's a there that's are. a good amount of great quality movies. Um, yeah, that are not Marvel and DC. That's a lot to the mix. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, I would say movies like if you were to take the best of Marvel and DC, so that would be you want oh. to put to a, a round five combined Marvel and DC versus five of the non Marvel and DC. Yeah, see, I don't know <laughs> if tournament. I can get... I don't, like, it would have to be, like, three because of the non-Marvel DC ones. I don't know if I can get five, like, really solid, great movies. I don't think you've seen enough of them. <laughs> I probably haven't. Um, I've seen most of those. Um, I have not seen Snowpiercer, and that's on the list. And I think that's probably one of the better ones on there, which is kind of yeah. depressing. Um but like Atomic Blonde, I personally liked a lot. I, I don't it. think it gets a lot of love from like critics and people in general, which I think is kind of interesting. Dude, um, that stairwell fight, which is pretty much a hallway, it just goes up and down. So I good, mean, right? So good, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, and then V for Vendetta as well. I that's a super good movie. Um, the Boys TV show. If we can lump that in there, I know this is not exactly like no, I, you know, I will rigid allow it. rules, but. <laughs> I love that show. show is one of the better seasons of a show and they're about to come out with season two. It's super funny, really entertaining, but also has a, a lot of deep themes and deep allegory. Themes, and it throws all traditional superhero tropes on their head. Mm-hmm. It, it does a really good it. job about um, subverting superhero fatigue, which I thought was brilliant. In a time when superhero fatigue is very much prominent. Yeah. 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 Um, so if we were to take some of the best Marvel DC movies, so for me, that would be, um, shoot winter soldier, 
Uh, Civil yes. War would be in there. Uh, I think you got to put Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, or Logan. Oh, God. Yeah. The Dark Knight. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I'm, Dude, I actually if you may throw be switching. All three of the the Dark Knight trilogy movies are better individually than every single one of the non-traditional uh, Marvel DC comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is good stuff. Like Spider-Man 2. Uh, okay, oh, so why don't we God. just say this? The best of Marvel DC traditional movies are better than the best of non-traditional. Yes, On absolutely. the whole, though... Um, because if you're taking like Ant Man, wait, sorry, I can't say Ant Man and the Wasp. I love that movie too much. <laughs> you gotta come up with a better poopy one. <laughs> yeah, if you think of uh, Captain Marvel, yeah, okay, Captain compared Marvel to Atomic hot. Blonde, big difference. Atomic Blonde is so much better. Yeah. Um, if you compare it to V for Vendetta, V for Vendetta is much better. I will say Inst- Extraction was much better. Um, yes. What else is in there that's a whole lot better? I haven't even seen Snowpiercer. I can already tell you Snowpiercer's better because I've seen Bong Joon-ho's other work, and I'm like, yeah, no, he doesn't make bad movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the best of non-traditional comic oh, book I, I, movies. We're also, we're not even talking about – that's the worst of the MCU. We're not even talking about the worst of the X-Men or of DC. Oh, yeah. Batman and Robin. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Bat nipples. <clears throat> not. It's not. It's not yeah. Cool. So, um, the best of traditional movies have been better. Um, but if you were to kind of like make it all a wash, I would say they'd be probably about the same. I don't know if any of these non-traditional movies are like total clunkers. That's the thing is I don't think there's any of them that are just bad. It's all they're all really unpersonal decent. taste. Yeah. Yeah, and like Sin City, I think some people probably would really enjoy it. It's just kind oh, of I, one of those I, there's a huge following for it's that. It's got a cult following. Like The Walking Dead, you know, that's in there as well. Um yeah. the first couple seasons are great and then after that, yeah. But um yeah. it has a massive cult following that thinks it can't do any wrong. So It's very uh, it's really difficult to compare uh, things that are not alike. I'll uh, say this for me. I would. I'm still because I am cliche and basic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly take. You know, if I had to erase one side or the other, if I had to Thanos snap them, if you will, right? I would be still taking my Marvel and DC movies strictly because those characters mean far more to me. Yeah. However. Had I not grown up with Marvel or DC or anything and really didn't care, probably would be taking the other side. Basically, if I had grown up in a more uh, film uh, environment where I was really more focused on film and not comic books and superheroes. But that's the thing is you grow up with those things when you're a kid and they make a huge influence on you. There is no way. Spider-Man 2 alone, like that movie, any of the, honestly, any of the Spider-Man movies, like, makes me choose that side over that. But that's not, yeah. that's just because of personal bias, really. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not overly attached to either side. I can feel, or I feel like I can be sort of an objective sitting on the fence about it for both of them. Like, I'm not, okay, the Dark Knight trilogy withstanding because. It's incredible. I feel like the Dark Knight trilogy and Logan are like that's that's it. That's for you. my that's my thing. Those are incredible movies. Um, but outside of those, 
if we're talking about more of the traditional like Marvel DC films that you see are very mainstream, you know, I'm like they're good. I I love Man of Steel. Um, I also know a lot of people that don't really think it's that good. I didn't like Justice League that much. Like half the Marvel movies, I couldn't care less about. Half of them, I really like. I it just seems like on on the whole. They're okay. They both they both all level decent. out. Yeah, like they level each other out. You know, like on the whole, traditional comic book movies. Okay, they're they're pretty decent. But I'm not like willing to go fight somebody for. I don't know. Like I'm just not super duper attached to them. Yeah. And then on the other hand, non traditional comic book movies. Again, like some of them I don't care about, and some of them I enjoy. But it's not like I'm watching them every month, kind of thing. Yeah, um, they're not in my top ten favorites ever. They're, I mean, they're good. Um, and then even the ones I don't necessarily enjoy, I don't know if I could say they stink. So they have that kind of upper hand for traditionals because I think there are some absolute clunkers, like you know, Suicide Squad or uh, Batman and Robin. Um, I think some of the uh, the Superman adaptation. With Brandon Routh, I personally thought was kind of nope. poopy. Wrong. I Wrong. see a lot of people Wrong. say it's good. I thought it was pretty bad. Um, that's that's just me though. Uh, there's Ant Man and the Wasp exists. Uh, Captain Marvel exists. So <laughs> they do. They do exist. You know, Incredible Hulk. But Birds of Prey is your all-time favorite. That's for sure, right? Yeah, that's. I couldn't live without it. Honestly, like it's so good. <laughs> It's the best. Birds Can't you tell by my smile that it's the best? I love it so much. I hate birds so, so basically the consensus is, though, that like they they both have their charm. I would just say that the non-traditional, your non-Marvel and DC, have a lot more style to them and would, would appeal more to a crowd who really likes distinct filmmaking, whereas, right. um, you know the other side of it where I feel is a bit more like I think a movie such as Dread or Kingsman has immensely more style than yeah. uh say even the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is has is very stylistic and Christopher it's, Nolan is I, but I like I almost even say it's not. Like the Dark Knight is not yeah. extremely stylistic. It's, it's, it's very pretty, good, but it's not stylized. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's that's true. It's pretty rudimentary like it's yeah. like it you it's very like traditional you, but it doesn't mean that doesn't lessen its value right you know? right um like you were talking about like, stylized like kingsman v yes. for vendetta freaking sin city like that is stylized those are like it's they're all the way up here and dark Knight's yeah. just kind of like you know yeah a, it, average it looks middle of the road very rudimentary stylistically compared to these other ones but that doesn't mean it's any lesser or better than it's just kind of like visually and honestly just mostly visually like mm-hmm. they're just different yeah they're not lesser or greater but you know they're right. just different yeah why don't we uh take a quick break and uh talk about some worlds we've been exploring and then we'll uh we'll land this plane josh my buddy what have you been exploring what's what's been up depression um <laughs> so uh let's see 
as Keenan would say, pain. Pain. <laughs> I have bought movies. I haven't watched a movie in a few days. Uh, I've been reading a book called Tigana. I yep, started you told reading me about that last week. Yeah, not much has changed. I started reading <laughs> The Road by Cormac McCarthy. That is sitting on my shelf right now. Oh, it's back such a there. Book. Yeah, it's apparently the most depressing book I'll ever read. So I was like, sign. You me never up. read it? No. Okay, I know what it's about. I I've, already know the I've whole seen thing. The movie. I had to help someone. I had to help a friend out with a paper for a teacher who I now have uh, about that book. Um, I feel like it, it's probably a must-read for everybody. It is basically the template of enough, The Last of Us, Logan. Uh, none of that stuff would exist without the road, because that's what the that's what started that concept. Um, yeah, yes. I uh, I don't know. I had it, and I was like, you know, I should watch this. I mean, read this. Um, I so watch yeah, this. and he just stands there. I like, should watch. Why this. isn't it moving? Why is there no <laughs> pictures? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I have The Road. I've started it. But I'm also like kind of a grazer when it comes to reading. So I will be halfway through or three-quarters of the way through a book and just start another one because I feel I like it. I can't, man. Dude, no. I do that all the time. And I'll still finish the one that I was still reading, but I just kind of randomly pick up a book and start reading a few pages into it, and then I get mm-hmm. into it, and then I read more of it. I'm technically reading like six books right now. So. Oh, my God. Stop. Yeah. It's kind of uh, ridiculous. I am the person who I will finish one book before I start another one. Like, I am dedicated. Yeah, I'm not that, not that <laughs> at all. I, I'm i definitely a book cheater. I, uh, yeah. If if books were relationships, I would be a Hollywood actor. <laughs> what what an allegory. What What... <laughs> amazing yeah so um in terms of movies i bought a couple movies recently um but i haven't seen a movie in a week so i want to watch macbeth again the new one with michael fassbender just because it's beautiful uh i could literally watch it with subtitles and the audio off like i just want to look at it i don't even want to hear them talk because you can't understand them yeah um i i've had a hankering to watch the king again it's about that time and so is it for the lighthouse? It's like, all right, it's been too long. Got to pop them in and watch them over the weekend. Um, I did just buy, I think I said this last week. I just bought a movie called Assassin uh, yep. that's very art, artsy, fartsy, and I need to watch it. Uh, I also just bought Kubo and the Two Strings and Silence. And I've seen the, both of those movies multiple times, but Silence, watch them. Fantastic soon. movie. Underrated. It's, Dude, the ending of that movie with like all the ambiguity is awesome. Is it ambig is it ambiguous? To me it I wasn't. mean, I think some people don't think it is, but at the same time it was the juxtaposition of what they were saying versus what you were seeing oh, in that little okay. voiceover. They were saying one thing, but they were showing you something else. So it was kind of yeah. like uh I think I know where this is going, but there's just a little bit of ambiguity, and I enjoyed it because it wasn't so clear cut. And then just the whole—it was good. It was a really good movie. Yeah, I know what you mean. I need to watch that movie again. I watched it in class, and I was like, "This is literally one, like we pe- did." Pe- okay, yeah. So people, I'll say this—you know, um, I don't know, like 
people who make movies about Christianity make better movies than Christian branded Christian movies. Does that make sense? Yes. Christian that was a really Christian that was, movies suck so much. Like you think of God's Not Dead, that movie is trash. And it's so bad, and then you think of Silence and that movie is incredible. It has yeah. such like a the deep passion message. of the Christ. Yes. It's so powerful. Both Scorsese, correct? No, uh Passion of the Christ is Mel Gibson. He directed that? Mm-hmm. Wait, what is the one uh oh, Scorsese did The Last Temptation of Christ, right? Is that the one with Joaquin Phoenix? No. Huh? No, I'm talking about Willem Joaquin... Dafoe. Oh. Okay, I'm thinking of Mary Magdalene with Joaquin Phoenix playing Jesus. And Seth Dude. told me it was really good. I need to get yes, back on. Yes, The Last that. Temptation of Christ, Martin Scorsese. I'm yeah. I've heard that so, one is a little bit iffy. Oh, that one's interesting. I, that's what I thought you were talking about. But yeah, that one's yeah. that one's interesting. Um, but see, also like third-party uh, Christian movies, like Ridley Scott's Exodus: Gods and Kings. Some of them are some of the worst movies I've yeah, ever no, seen. Yeah, no, those that's really bad. Also, that movie um, sucks. What was the um, the one that had Russell Crowe, Noah? Oh, yeah, that movie was iffy. I didn't hate it, but it also was like really weird. Well, like the angels are like rock people. My, my my dad. They were rock giants. Hates that movie. Yeah, mine does too. Yeah. He was like, what was that? Why Why is the rock giants? And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> why the rock people? Why is that dude from Fantastic Four in this Bible movie? I was like, no, nope, nope. That's that's not it, Dad. Um, so that is a person's. I don't know what that is, Dad. But that's a rock. And he's walking. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> that is Dwayne Johnson's kid because. Dwayne Johnson's bigger than that rock. And I don't know why they're there. I guess it was like some loose interpretation of uh, Nephilim, which were giant people that were um, said to be the spawn of humans and angels. Uh, but even still, uh, nowhere in the Bible does it say that that those were rocks. It says be. that they were people. So I don't know. The rock people thing was you have Nacho really, Libre, really one of the greatest Christian movies of all time. Right. Monks, monasteries, and luchadors. What else? I'm do you not need kidding. To know? I actually, I think that movie is fantastic. Oh, I think it's fantastic. I don't know if you could say that's a Christian movie or it a is. movie about Christian things, nope, but it's, it is. It is. Okay, then it's the best Christian movie ever made. It's better than Silence. Yep, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho Libre is the greatest gift to humanity from God. I, dude, the movie gives me such genuine joy. I've quoted Nacho Libre about six times today. That's impressive. Yeah, I quote it every day. Someone told me that I can't go five minutes without making a Star Wars reference, and they were they were wrong. Like I can, but the but more that I think about it, I'm like, to. I'm like, yeah, it's just not okay. You know, I can't go 24 hours without making a Nacho Libre reference. That is 100 percent fact. Such a good movie, man. So good. I just um, quoted the scene to a dude today about the magic eagle eggs, and he was like, "What is wrong with you?" I was like, <laughs> "Nothing." There's nothing wrong with me. This is perfectly normal. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, is there anything else you've been up to so I can hop into what I've been uh, getting into? Uh, everything. I've I've just been stealing the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's nothing. <laughs> what you, have you, you been up to? <laughs> uh, good bit, actually. So I finished the Maltese Falcon for my class, um, and I think I may try to do a video on that. We will see. Do At it. the very least, um, I'll say... 
good book. It's a classic uh, detective novel. Uh, wasn't too hard to read. I, you know, I think I read over like three fourths of it in a day. Read. I listened to an audiobook while I was at work, and then went that's back the to move. reading. And that, yeah, that's the. It helped a lot. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and I also watched the movie of it last night, uh, which I put my review on Letterboxd. Very faithful to the book. Uh, almost identical. Uh, they only cut out a few things, and it's very mundane things that don't really mean a whole lot to the story. Yeah. Um, so that's the biggest thing, I think. Um, like I said, I watched Atomic Blonde, but I won't get too much into that other than loved it, thought it was great. I'm really excited for the sequel that they're doing on Netflix, or supposedly. Um, they're doing a sequel? Uh, supposedly, yeah. Is it going to have Charlie's Theron in it? I believe so, yeah. Oh, my God. I think her contribution with the old guard, um, she was Convinced like... Convinced them? Yeah, I was like, all right, let's do Atomic Blonde. Is the old guard based on a comic book? I don't know. I don't know, but I enjoy. Too that lazy movie. to type it up, so someone tweet like uh, at Trades Their Eight um, and let me know if it's a comic book. Uh, please follow me. Yeah. Um, probably what I've been most excited about though is that I started rewatching Batman Beyond, and God, that show is so good. I watched the first episode, uh, Rebirth Part 1, and, like, I got chills as the opening credits came in. Like, it's like this synthy guitar riff that's, like, yeah. it's uh, it's my alarm. Where are you watching on. it on? Oh, I, oh uh, my Blu-ray set that I got for uh, Christmas. Oh, you got a I Blu-ray have, set of it? I have the Collector's Edition Blu-ray set. It came with Blu-ray and digital, oh. a, a sick limited edition Pop Funko. Um, How much yeah. was it? My parents got it for me for sixty. Oh, dude, I might have to buy that. <laughs> it's sick. It's I haven't sick. seen that it's show all, in forever. It's three seasons and a ton of special features and bonus features and everything like that. It's it's oh. great. Super, such a creative show. Like I love that it was this show that created this wildly popular new version of Batman in a unique cyberpunk setting. Yeah, that you know was was made for TV. And it became this huge character uh, for for DC. Now I, I wouldn't say like huge as in like you know a list, but right. Batman Beyond. I love my Superman, but Batman Beyond is my favorite DC character, and that's because I grew up with uh, that show. But Paul Dini and um, and all the people who worked on the animated series and Batman Beyond and uh, those shows, they they were creative gods when it came to dc stuff so yeah i started rewatching that and i'm gonna try to keep on uh pushing through it when i have the time to um just maybe watch an episode or two every couple of nights and just kind of slow burn through it but that's what i've been up to i'm going on vacation tomorrow and i'm bringing two yeah. books with me um and i'm going to read a short story that is the template or what they what Rear Window by Alfred Hitchcock was based on, and it's called It Had to Be Murder. So I'm going to read the short story of that while I am on vacay. But uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Nice. Uh, we'll hop back into the episode and close out non-traditional comic book movies. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so to, uh, to close down the episode, uh, we've kind of, you know... We've kind of talked about your not everyday comic book movies or movies that you may not have even known were based on a comic book. 
yeah, and kind of talked something. about how they were a little bit different than your typical Marvel DC movies. Um, I kind of want to reiterate the fact that I love that there are movies out there that are adaptations of things that you would never know were adaptations of things, especially something as stylized as a comic book. Yep. Um, I love that. I, I just looked it up, by the way. The Old Guard is based on a comic book, which is super there cool. There you go. Um, you know, I, I love that that is a thing. I like that there are movies that are not your traditional comic book tropey kind of things that are based on comic books. Yeah. Um, and it kind of sheds more light on the whole genre of comics as a whole. And, um, you know, comic books are not just superheroes. Like, some of the comic books that I grew up on were historical comic books. Like, I would read comic books about Spartus and, or Spartacus and Julius Caesar and, um, like, King Arthur. Troy and, yeah, King Arthur and, um, 300 stuff like that i grew up reading those kind of comic books i never really mm-hmm. was into like batman superman flash any stuff like that until right. i was older <clears throat> but some of the coolest comic books i've read were you know like gladiators fighting each other and i was like this is so awesome i can't believe my mom is letting me read this this is insane that dude just got his arm chopped off uh cool stuff like that and I think it's really cool that comic books are so diverse. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like average Joes, uh, honestly, myself included, sometimes don't realize how versatile comic books are. And so when they are adapted into the screen, they sometimes can throw you for a loop and be like, holy crap, that was a comic book. I can't believe that was a comic book. And they translate so well because comic books are so visual. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically movies that are based on comic books unless they're like very very different and it's just like the bare bones of the story and that's the only thing that gets translated and then the rest is completely unique which does happen a lot um but i think i i personally think it's really really cool that comic book movies exist and and that they're not all the same that's kind of where i was really trying to push is that they're not all the same that you can watch aquaman and then you can go watch kingsman and be like these both are adapted from a very similar medium, and yet they're so different. Very, very different, yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, there's not much more I can add to that other than I very much enjoy the medium of of comic book movies and that specific genre. Um, that there, There's just a lot of creative freedom and, uh, you know uniqueness to that whole thing so yeah all right well uh so you can follow us on instagram at rising action underscore uh we post pretty frequently there grayson's back on instagram so if you want to actually talk to grayson uh message i may answer my notifications are not on there so like i don't check it a whole lot but i'm i'm it's on my phone at the very least you know Baby steps. Baby steps. Gotta <laughs> get, get back into the swing of things. Yep. Gotta ride that bike again. You gotta you gotta learn how to walk before you can run. Indeed. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Josh Johnson ninety eight and on Twitter at letterbox and letterboxed at Josh underscore J ninety eight. Uh, biggest thing you can do to help out the podcast, leave a review where you're listening and where that is available. I think the big the big one is Apple Podcasts, but 
If you could leave a review, that would be fantastic. Uh, leave us a rating as well. And and tell your friends. Please that do. is the best thing you can do. Tell your friends. I agree. If you enjoy listening to Rising Action, we appreciate all of you. Uh, is there anything you want to uh, close us out with, Grayson? I am the law. <laughs>